0: Up, everyone. We are back for week 10 of college football here. Man, we're running out of some time. Uh, the season is moving on. Don't have much much more time to make some money this year. So let's get to it. Uh, as always, I'll break down the Saturday slate for uh DraftKings. Uh, kind of me on the West Coast morning slate. Uh, some of you might be 12 o'clock noon. Um, but yeah, I think we have a pretty good slate here. Um, Last week was pretty wild. Hopefully you guys won some money. Um, I know I was close on a few tournaments, like always. Uh, one or two guys kind of busted and good enough to get me in the top 20, 25, but uh, didn't bring home the uh, the bacon. So let's uh, get back to it and see if we can do it this week. So let's hit it. First up, we have uh, the <laughs> the bloodbath on the slate. Uh, we have Mizzou visit- visiting Georgia. Uh, Georgia is a 39.5 point favorite uh with a 59 and a half over under for obvious reasons i'm not going to be playing any mizzou this week um georgia it's very clear at this point they're one of the best defenses in college football in the last five to ten years i've said it you know for a few weeks now um i'm just not going to mess with it can you find some pay down guys some cheap guys to plug in as one offs or you know bring backs or whatever for sure uh I'm just not going to do it. I, they could get shut out. They could get 50 yards of offense. I don't know. There's a bunch of guys questionable for Mizzou as well. Um, if you play it, you know, good luck. Uh, I just will not be. Um, <clears throat> on the other side of the ball for Georgia, the biggest question obviously is how long are these starters going to play, right? Um, who's going to get the usage? Are they going to burn guys, uh, you know, and, and beat them up um, for much bigger games ahead? Um you know, nobody really knows, right? It could be 40 to nothing at halftime. Could be a little bit weird, right? It could be 14, nothing at halftime. And for whatever reason, the offense isn't going. Um, Kirby keeps the starters in. So I think this is a blowout from start to finish. Um, you have to kind of predict game flow and, and tell a story to yourself here. Um, if so, I'm going to be playing probably some more of the second string guys, guys that might rotate in, let's say, normally. Um and get playing time, but they aren't like the key cog in the wheel, I guess Um, that's going to be my, my take on this. So I'm going to be playing guys like James Cook, Karis Jackson, Lad McConkie, hoping that those guys are the ones that, you know, mix in early in the game. And then maybe are the ones who kind of take over, you know, second, third quarter before, you know, they really put in the backups, third, fourth string guys, which is also unpredictable. So I'm not going to be too heavily invested just because I don't know. I I know they're going to win, but I don't know how much damage each of these guys can do and what their ceiling is here. Right. So that's my take on the game. People might have a different thought here. Um, I just, I know they're going to win. It's just a matter of how much and who does the damage. So uh, next up, one of my favorite games on the slate here and should be probably on a lot of people's should be a popular game is Liberty at Mississippi Ole Miss. Um, This is a game that has some major shootout potential here. Um, Liberty, the big question is, can they hang with the big boys, right? They are a really good team. They have a top offense in the country. They have a top defense in the country. But the level of competition that they traditionally play week in and week out is not the SEC, right? So that's the big question you have to ask yourself. Um, I think Malik, Malik Willis has been absolutely incredible. Um, I think he's the real deal. He's probably going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. Um, you know, and you've got a few weapons there to Mario Douglas, CJ Daniels that I like the most, um, that I will be playing. Um, but yeah, I I'm in on it. Um, I think this game stays relatively close. I think Ole Miss can pull away at the end of the game as, you know, let's just say like the trenches kind of wear down Liberty, but who knows? I mean, this is Liberty's kind of biggest game of the year. It's a chance for them. There's gonna be a ton of NFL scouts there. You know, you never know what sometimes some of these smaller schools uh, play up to competition and, and Hugh Freeze gets a little bit of payback. So um, just be careful. I kind of like Liberty in the points here, um, taking plus nine. Um, but I think either way, there should be some serious points scored at the game, um, which brings us to Mississippi side of the ball. You know, if Matt Corral's healthy enough, uh, obviously I'll be playing him. Um, you've got Snoop Carter and Harry Parrish Jr. on the ground game. Um it's, it's a weird deal here. They have a great rushing offense. They just rotate a lot. You're going to get both guys 10 to 12, 15 carries. Both could very well go over 100 yards, but that's like 10 to 12 points, right? And in DFS, we need 20, 30 points you know, from some of these guys to hit um, to take down a tournament. So I'm just worried that with both of those guys where they're good plays, good plugins. Can they hit ceiling for you and help you take down a tournament? That I'm not confident in. Um, as far as the receivers go, it's Donatario Drummond. Um, he's the main guy and clearly wide receiver one for Ole Miss. Um, I also think he's grossly mispriced. So I don't know if that's because of an injury or what the deal is there. But um, if you're going to go here, I think it's a pretty clear you know, stack situation or game stack situation you can roll with. So um, again, that's Matt Corral, Donatario Drummond. On the other side of the ball, it's Malik Willis, Demario Douglas, CJ Daniels. So on to the next. I think this is my favorite game on the slate. We'll see how the ownership plays out. But Wake Forest at North Carolina, it's a 77 over under, which is pretty wild. Um, But that's not the only reason I like it. I mean, obviously, it's going to draw a lot of eyes there. But the game's primed for a shootout, right? It's got two really good quarterbacks in the game. both teams have running games. Both teams have explosive receivers and, and ex, you know, uh, and weapons on the outside and like subpar defenses. Right. So it's just like all the makings here. Um, and yeah, Wake Force trying to continue this kind of Cinderella story. Right. So um, as far as plays go for North Carolina, it's much more concentrated. Um, so Sam Howell, Ty Chandler uh, and Josh Downs are the three that you're going to want to play for North Carolina. You can take some shots on some of the other receivers and, and kind of, plug one guy in and hope that they they get in the end zone for you but I don't love it uh I think Josh Downs I saw has 53 more catches on the season than any other receiver on the team that's pretty absurd um so it's very clear you know he's like the Devontae Adams of college football right he is going to get you know four to one targets of anybody else so if you're going to play North Carolina or if you're thinking about a bring back in this game just find a way to play Josh Downs um on the other side of the ball, Sam Hartman, obviously, is the quarterback there. He's having a phenomenal season. Um, Wake Forest is one of the best offenses in the country. Um, at the running back position, you've got Christian Beale and Christian Turner, who are the two main guys. There's also a third running back there that will get some shares. So you guys know how I feel about running back timeshares. But both these guys are playable if you want to go there. Um, but again, like I was talking about Ole Miss, I don't know what the upside ceiling is for these guys. So just makes it a little bit tough. Um for the receivers, it's Shaquille Robinson, uh, A.T. Perry, and Tyler Morin. Um, Perry and Robertson are obviously the two main guys, but for me, I'm firing it all up. Uh, I think all those guys I mentioned are very much playable. I'm going to be trying to find ways to stack this game, stack one side of the game, get plugins and, and other stacks You know, from here, like one-offs. Um, I think this game blows up big time. So I'll ride or die with it. Um, and yeah, that's going to be my weekend's going to depend on this game a lot. Uh, next up, a really good option that you could go to is the SMU-Memphis game. Um, 71 over under. Um, SMU is the better team, right? They, they have a top 10 offense and a halfway def- decent defense uh, in the country, whereas Memphis, pretty good offense, but a, a horrible defense. So for me, if I'm going to play this game, you know, you could have some bring back options and some one-offs from Memphis, but I'm going to stack SMU. Um, Tanner Mordaki, I always mispronounce that, um, you've got a lot of receivers here in play. That's the biggest challenge with this one. So I think you just try to get a piece of each of them. And that's Gray, Rice, Robertson, and Calcaterra. All four of those guys um, in the spread offense there are going to be playing. They're going to get targets. They're going to get catches and points. Um, it's just a matter of like which one of those guys is the one who kind of leads the way. Um, all different price points too. So depending on your other stacks and depending on your game, um, you know, you can kind of plug guys into different pieces of the, or parts of the ladder, which I love. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be playing much more SMU here, uh, on this side of the ball for Memphis. You can go here. There's nothing wrong with it. Seth Hennigan. Um, he's the quarterback. He's going to throw it to Calvin Austin and Sean Dykes. Um, and the one piece that I think probably will go a little bit sneaky because most people will see this game and think it's going to go through the air, but Brandon Thomas, the running back for Memphis is one of the best players in the game. So, um, it's a little bit different, but I think you could definitely go like an SMU stack and bring it back with the running back, um, which is kind of interesting and a little bit different, but I think there's a lot of ways you can go about this game. There's just a lot of players in a high flying offense, uh, both offenses, um, that you should get some pieces to. Like, no doubt about it. So um, that one is interesting. (laughs) Pivoting to a game that's not interesting. Illinois at Minnesota. Minnesota's a big favorite, but the over-under is 44 here. Uh, I don't really like anybody in this game. I just don't think both offenses are very limited. Um, And when we look at the last three games that we just talked about, I don't know how you could play multiple pieces here and keep up with some of those games. Uh, I think you got to get some pieces from some of these bigger offenses. Mainly if you want to go here, chase Brown and Marquise Irving are probably the two guys at running back that I would consider outside of that. I'm probably off of this game. Um, next up, this one's a little bit weird. Uh, I think Ohio state is going to absolutely take it to Nebraska this week. In my opinion, Ohio state's looked like one of the best teams in the country the last couple of weeks. Um, They've got the number one offense statistically uh, in scoring in the country, and they've got now a top 20 defense uh, against points scored. So I don't see what Nebraska can do here to really hang. Um, I know their defense is better than people give them credit for, and it's not bad at all. Um, but Nebraska has literally got Adrian Martinez. That's that's Their, their whole offense is, is built around that guy. Um, I'm not going to be doing it. If you want to play Adrian Martinez, you can. Um, again, he's, he's going to be everything for you. So – um talk about a concentrated offense that's the, the definition of it right there um for ohio state i think they're all in place cj stroud's way too cheap trevion henderson might be one of the best backs in the country as a true freshman uh you have garrett wilson jackson smith uh and then chris olave who's down in price um a little bit so all these guys in my opinion are in play i think ohio state is definitely my top five stacks this week um i think they go out there and steamroll Nebraska. Um Auburn at Texas A&M this is another interesting game. Um, this game is about a 50 over under. Um, both defenses are pretty good. Both offenses are so-so. Um, I, I mean, you can go here if you want. I think this could be one, like I talked about last week with Michigan, Michigan State. Maybe there's some weirdness to this game as a rivalry SEC game. Um, both these teams are still fighting for a pretty good bowl game um so you could see some weirdness some fireworks uh, if you want to say but i think the defenses are just too good for it to really get out of hand and i don't think the offenses are nearly as potent as far as weapons go um as last week you saw at michigan michigan state so but if you do want to go here and you want to take some shots tank bigsby the running back for auburn is one of my favorite plays um isaiah spiller and Devin Achant. so those three running backs uh, combined are, are probably my favorites if you want to go to the passing game I would lean Bo Nix over Zach Calzada. I just think he's a better player. Highly inconsistent, but he's a better player. Uh, so you'll get higher upswing and ceilings from him. And then at the receiver position, there's a bunch of guys, but Anaya Smith and Wordmeyer for a are in play. Kobe Hudson, Demetrius Robertson, uh, and Shedrick Jackson uh, for the Auburn side. So that's kind of it. Uh, that's all I'm looking to in that game. Um, for Baylor and TCU, Look, we'll see how TCU responds to Gary Patterson news this week that he's stepping down. Um, that program uh, was obviously built by him the last decade or two. Um, I'm curious to see what happens, but TCU just has an atrocious defense. Uh, their offense is fine, nothing special, but their defense is just so bad. I think Baylor, you know, hammers them here. To be honest with you, um, unless they can kind of ride this, that those emotional. Uh, Feelings for Patterson and want to send them off the right way. Uh, I think Baylor takes it to him. Um, I think all these guys are in play for, for Baylor. Uh, Jerry Bohannon, Abram Smith, Tyquan Thornton, RJ Snead. Those are the four guys that I'd want to play. Um, and then for TCU, Zach Evans and Quentin Johnson are in play. Max Dugan's there, obviously. But again, I think mean, Baylor's defense is really good. So if you're going to go here, I probably went full stack it. I'd probably pick off one or two guys. I don't know if Evans is healthy. Uh, Johnson's highly inconsistent. There's been games I've played him where he does amazing games. He gives me two points or no points. So, um, you know, roll the dice, in my opinion, if you're going to TCU. Next game, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. This one just feels like it's going to shoot out. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's just a Big Ten matchup, and I just see these two schools and think it's going to go ham here. But um, Oklahoma State's defense is – is really good. They're the best unit in this game. Um, there's a few guys that I have interest in, but I'm going to keep it pretty lean as far as my player pool in this game. Um, for West Virginia, that's Letty Brown or Bryce Ford Wheaton. Um, for Oklahoma State, that would be Spencer Sanders, Jalen Warren, Tay Martin. Um, I'm keeping it there. Again, I think this game is – just have a weird feeling about it. I think Oklahoma State, you know, defense um, kind of throttles West Virginia back, but they're a weird team. Um again, these teams know each other very well. Big Ten matchup. You could see some some weird stuff go down here as well, but I'm gonna keep my player pool pretty concentrated, even if it does. So um next up, Tulsa at Cincinnati. Um, so look, I, I don't have a ton of interest in Tulsa for obvious reasons. The only player that I'm gonna consider here is Josh Johnson. He's the best player on their team. Uh you know, he's a playmaker, you know, maybe he gets they have to throw the ball and give the ball to somebody, right? Maybe he can make a play or two and, and hit value. But, you know, I'm definitely not like prioritizing Tulsa offensive players in this game. For Cincinnati, um, it's the same story, right? It, it's Desmond Ritter, it's Jerome Ford. It's Alex Pierce. You could take some shots on some other receivers for Cincinnati. Someone, Josh Wiley, guys like that. They like they always seem to like pop at one touchdown here and there. But again, like guys, we're trying to win tournaments here. Um, we we want high flying offenses and we want to very concentrate a certain guys. In my opinion, those are the three for Cincinnati. If they are going to have ceiling games, it's going to be one of the, it's going to be one of those three guys or two or three of them. Um, I don't think you get some random one-off all of a sudden going for 20, 30, 40 points on Saturday. So if I'm gonna do it, I probably lean Ford as the favorite player, but he's the most expensive as well. So, you know, tread lightly is another game that, you know, Ford could be out of halftime, but um, he could also pop off like he did a couple weeks ago for 45, 50 points. So I think he's a good tournament play, but he's just expensive. Um, next up, I'm not gonna spend too much time on. This one, but Navy at Notre Dame, Notre Dame's a three touchdown favorite at home. Uh, being totally honest, I think their offense strategy is to get a lead and smother it and kind of squeeze the the opponent like a Python. Uh, they are kind of playing the Georgia method at this point. Um, that's how they're going to win games is kind of keeping the ball on the ground, keeping the ball in their hands. I don't think Navy's great by any means, but the only guy I really have interest in this game is Kyron Williams. Uh, I was on him early in the year. He didn't look right. The offense didn't look right. But the last couple games, he's really taken off and exploded. So um, I'll play him. Um, He he looks good again. He looks fresh. Um, I think Kyron Williams, is the team's going to go as far as he will take him. So I love situations like that. And Kyron's definitely a good play this week. Um, Next up, Penn State at Maryland. Look, this is one that I just don't have a feel on. Um, I'll just be point blank. This game could shoot out. This game could be... 21 19 I don't know um point being Penn State season's completely derailed there's rumors of the coach leaving Sean Clifford's not healthy their best player Josh Dotson relies on Sean Clifford their running game hasn't been going um for Maryland same thing like their offense is a mess they've lost some of their best players um there's times where they look fantastic like against Indiana last week. And then there's times where, you know, uh, Tagovailoa throws three picks in the first quarter. I I just don't know what to expect here. I don't know which team is really honestly still playing hard, playing for something. Um, I'm just off it kind of in general. I just don't have a feel for it. Um, So I know that's not very helpful for you, but um, I think you can play it. If you're going to do it, Josh Dotson, Sean Clifford, if he's healthy um, and on the Maryland side of the ball, you know i'm not really sure you know what the best plays would be being that Penn state still has a pretty good defense so um just gonna be honest with you guys there and when i don't have a feel on a game or i don't have a very good like instinct on where i'm gonna go and stats can't really back it up i just i just fade it uh i'm not gonna take guesses and and burn money that way um i'd rather play games that i think i have a good pulse that's gonna shoot out and i'll take chances on players in those games but i'm not gonna take chances on whole games uh in general so Last but not least, we've got Michigan State at Purdue. Um, I was pretty shocked when digging in, like how good Purdue's defense is. It's much better than I thought. Um, I know they beat Iowa a few weeks ago, but um, you know, for Purdue's offense, it's still really bad. David Bell is really the only guy that I would have some interest in playing there. He's really good. Uh, it's just everybody else around him is just absolute trash. So. Um, that's coming my take on Purdue. I still like Michigan state here. I, I think they're a really good football team. They're really well coached. You saw them beat Michigan last week and come back on them. Um, but Peyton Thorne, Kenneth Walker, Jaden Reed, and Jalen Naylor Nayor, uh, those are the guys. Um, I said it last week. I think this team is pretty damn good. It's similar to wake forest. I think it's time to stop doubting them as an offense, especially, um, and I'll keep playing them. They, they've been a core play for me pretty much all year long because their price continues to stay relatively low. I can get an SMU stack. I can get a Wake Forest stack. I can get some of these bigger teams with bigger names and, and, uh, and prices. And then I can kind of bring it back with a Michigan State stack. So they've been like my favorite stack two of the year. Um, and I'll keep rocking it. So uh, Purdue's defense is good, but just, I don't know. I think Michigan State's still going to beat them and take it to them um here and with the 54 over under you know again uh it doesn't scare me off or it's nothing like a you know a 34 35 point game so that's pretty much it that does it for me uh this week that's where i'm going as far as the DraftKings main slate um don't forget to subscribe give us a thumbs up give me a thumbs up or you know send me a comment let me know if there's anything else you know you like or dislike about the show love to uh make adjustments and get better myself and then I've had people recently, uh, which is pretty pretty awesome, pinging me on Twitter and social media, uh, night before, morning of the games, like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Uh, which is cool. Like, we're you know, we're all you know taking our best, uh, you know, shot at at all this, right? So uh, I think keeping it interactive and keeping it fun is the best way. And uh, yeah, good luck to everybody this week. Hopefully, make some money, and uh, we'll chat soon. Later.